Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. much for tuning back into another episode here on GEMS Podcast. With me is my special guest, Elise Smith, and you already know myself, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. But here's a little bit more about Elise Smith. She is a Christian business strategist and speaker who empowers faith-filled women entrepreneurs to reach their sales goal by partnering with God, empowering their mindset, and teaching them to implement biblical business strategy. She has been coaching for over 10 years and loves to see her clients reach their goals and answer their calling by helping them to lay a strong foundation in their business and gain closer relationship with God to build their business in the Lord's way as opposed to the world's way. And today we're going to spend some time learning the four C's to overcoming your inner dream stealer. So without further ado, please welcome Elise Smith to GEMS Podcast. Thanks so much, Genesis. I'm excited to be here today. My pleasure, Elise. And before we jump into our segment, I like to get my audience to connect with you on a personal level. So there's two options to choose from. We can do an icebreaker up front or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Ooh, I like the 10 questions game. Let's do it. Okay. So question number one, if you could have lunch or dinner with any person living or dead, who would it be? My mom, she passed away a couple of years ago. I love that. Question two, you're on a deserted island. Resources are limited and you only could buy one article at this gift shop. And here are the choices. Two bananas and a mango, a t-shirt or your favorite CD. What are you buying? Ooh, I have to go for the fruit. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> Number three, what's your favorite song? or music genre? Yeah, well, my favorite song, I would say, is Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. That is just the most beautiful hymn ever, and so I have a huge connection with that song. Four, dream car. Actually, I just bought my dream car, well, a few years ago, but I I, uh, bought it from, uh, it's a Mini Cooper. It's a hard hard top four-door sports model, brand new, drove it off with like one mile on it. It was the most amazing feeling ever. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Five, if you could be a fly on the wall and eavesdrop on any conversation, past or present, Whose conversation are you listening into? That is a good question. Um, (laughs) Wow, I don't usually get stumped. That's a really good question I've never thought of. Uh, I would say like signing the Declaration of Independence would be so cool to just kind of eavesdrop on. Super cool. Six, you just won the lottery, but there are caveats. They say you must donate to three charities. What charities are you donating to? 
Mm, yes. So my heart goes with those ladies who are trying to have a baby and just can't. I have unexplained infertility myself. And so definitely one of the charities would be to fund um, a woman's IVF to give her a chance to be able to have a baby. So I'd say that's one of them. Another one is my church for sure. Um, and then a third one would probably be something just totally random, like uh like, I just really like helping people to pay for their groceries, you know, when you're like pay for the person in front of these kind of groceries, like that's probably what I do <laughs> Ooh, to pay it forward. Yes. <laughs> Seven. What is your favorite scripture? Mm, Philippians 413. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Eight. If you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice what would you say? Mm, I would remind her of her power as a daughter of God and how she can do anything that God calls her to do. Cause I didn't grow up with the best confidence, but I definitely have learned my lesson throughout the years that we have incredible power from God that we can tap into. Nine. What is one thing that makes Elise Smith a wild card? A wild card. Ooh, I am super silly. Like nobody gets to see that side of me very often, but my hubby does. And he just, yeah, we just have so much fun together. So I think something that makes me silly, I mean, makes me a wild card is the fact that I love to be silly. I'll just sing random songs about stuff. And yeah, I'm a silly person. <laughs> and 10. This is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question to conclude rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Awesome. Let's play. Okie dokie. So imagine recreating your wedding day with your hubby. Is there anything you would change? And if so, why? Yes. Oh, so when Chris and I got married, um, which was actually 15 years ago, just a couple of weeks ago. So that was kind of exciting. Um, but uh, we didn't have my family there. Um, and there was just a lot of things that kind of added to that. But um, I had to leave home and, and cut off some ties because some things just were not were not very good at that time. Um, and so I would definitely love to recreate that day with my family being there. Congratulations on your anniversary, 15 years, and then maybe a challenge for you and Chris, maybe on your 20 year, you could probably do a vow renewal and invite your family. Mm -hmm. We've definitely thought of that for sure. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> so thank you for playing rapid fire. Now let's dive into the meat, the potatoes the substance of this conversation, which are the four C's to overcoming your inner dream stealer. But people are probably saying, well, Genesis, Elise, I, I need to know what the four C's are. So we're going to start there to lay the foundation. Yes, absolutely. That was a super fun game, by the way. I love that. <laughs> So, you know, I think that there are so many times that we let our inner dream stealer take away our dreams without even realizing it. And the reason why I call it your inner dream stealer is that we have so many outer dream stealers around us, right? 
friends and family who may not understand exactly what we're doing in this calling that God has given us, whether it's in your business or in, in your personal life, it doesn't matter, right? But there is that voice inside our head that tells us we're not good enough and we're going to fail and why even try and all these terrible things. And so I call him your inner dream stealer, which is really the adversary trying to stop you from achieving those purposes that God has given you. Because if we listen to that voice, it really will steal away our dreams. And I remember, you know, I came face to face with my inner dream stealer, so to speak, a few years ago um, when I was at this, uh, this event for a network marketing company that my husband and I used to belong to. And, you know, this guy, they do edutainment, as they like to call it, this guy on stage, he was acting out a skit to teach us different principles. And every place that he turned to see his reflection in a mirror or a TV screen or anything, he would be telling himself all these terrible things. Like, no one wants to hear from you. You're just going to fail. Why even try? You're not good enough. All these terrible things that we say in our head without even realizing it sometimes. And, you know, as the skit went on, I just started ugly crying. Like I was losing it. Yeah. Tears and mascara and all that streaming down my face. And my heart was pumping so hard because for the first time I realized that I'd been saying those things in my head my whole entire life. I had no idea that you could control your emotions or your thoughts. I honestly thought like, I mean, I, I went my entire life without knowing that I thought you kind of had to just play damage control based on how you were feeling and what you were thinking. And so in that moment, when, when that skit happened, I turned to my husband with tears streaming down my face. And I said, I refuse to let my inner dream stealer steal my dreams anymore. And that was one of those moments. There's not very many in life where you have a before and after, right? Before I had no idea I can control my thoughts and emotions. Afterwards, I was bound and determined to do the callings that God had given me with my own voice being an ally instead of my enemy. And so that's where the four, the four C's came from As I asked God, I said, okay, how can we do this? What is your divine blueprint for helping me to really take captive those thoughts and those feelings so that I can empower myself and to step into that power that I have as a daughter of God to fulfill that purpose? So that's really where the four C's came from. And I like that, that, um, that one moment. And I, the reason why I said that one moment, because we all have those one moments in our life that catapults us or acts as a catalyst for God to really cause us to wake up because sometimes he is speaking, whether it's that still small voice, the discernment, the intuition, or sometimes he uses a human vehicle to tell us something that causes us to awaken our inner self. And we often miss those clues because we are not connected with our whole self because we're allowing the world and the world system to contaminate us and distract and derail us from really being rooted with who we are at the core. So you going to that function and that edutainment allowed you to awaken Elise Smith in the inner and most intricate parts in order for you to formulate the four C's. Because whenever you were talking, I was thinking about my egos and I like to name them. I have my negative ego, which is negative Nancy. And I have my positive ego, which is positive Patty. And Joyce Meyer said, 
our mind is our battlefield. And she has a book, The Battlefield of Our Mind. So when you hear those inner voices talking and it's criticizing you, that's the devil on one end, that negative chatter. And then whenever you hear that positive chatter, that's the angel and God's angelic presence, the Holy Spirit trying to usher you in and lead you down the right path. But if you are so disconnected from mind, body, and soul, you are not firing on all cylinders to really optimize what God is trying to say in and through you so you could be who you were created to be in this world. So whenever you think about the four C's and you prayed and you were just so hungry, you were determined, you were driven, you're like, God, I really want more. I want to connect. Did you hear those four C's audibly or did it take some time for you to come into the four C's? It took some time. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes there are those moments where it's like, you get that answer, like biblical business strategy for me. I prayed about it. God gave me the answer, just laid it all out in front of me. And I was like, well, this is definitely divine, (laughs) but the four C's, uh, learn, I learned those more through trial and error where God's like, okay, you see what happened here. Now you need to do this. Right. And, and especially as I was teaching these things based on what I was learning as well. So, so, I mean, that, that first C is just like what you were talking about is awareness. We have to understand we have that, that devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other, and we have to be able to really understand that what we focus on expands or in a biblical sense, what we seek, we really do find. So we've got to start seeking first. We've got to see what we're seeking automatically. And so the first C is check in. We've got to check in with ourselves, check in with yourself on an hourly basis, or, you know, every single day, write down what you've been feeling and what you've been thinking, especially if you, we all have these days, especially as women that sometimes it's like, oh man, this day sucks. Like no matter what I do, I just can't win. Or I just feel weepy all day, or I just feel frustrated all day. Well, if you're having those emotions, there's really no like negative or positive emotion because every emotion can tell us something about what's going on inside of us. Right? So if you're feeling frustrated, ask yourself, check in with yourself. What are the thoughts that could be producing the feeling that I'm having right now? And you can do that on the positive side too. You know, that, that empowering emotion, but let's really focus on those disempowering emotions because sometimes we let that three-year-old in our head run around rampant like they're at a candy store and we've got to take captive our thoughts just like it talks about in Romans. Yes. And then the one analogy that I'll interject here, as you take captive of your thoughts and you're doing the check-in, think about if you're walking your dog and your dog is on a leash. If your dog gets too far ahead, there is a retractor on that leash. So you just push it and it retracts the dog back. So the dog comes back to you. So think about your emotions and put your emotions on the leash. And what do you need to retract so you could own in on those emotions and not let it go too far along where you have that spiraling effect? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So we have to be aware first. That's one of Satan's greatest tools is to distract us, like you said, or deter us from really being able to see what's going on. I, for years, he was running rampant in my head and I didn't realize that that's because the results that I was getting is because of that. And so that first C is definitely to check in with ourselves. So that next one, so we've got check in. The next one is to challenge our thoughts because 
because just like when you read everything on the internet, it's not always true, right? Everything on the internet, it's not always true. Well, your thoughts are not always truth either. Those are thoughts that come because of the circumstances that we're in and because of our childhood and everything that we've been through and the adversary is in there as well. And so we need to really challenge our thoughts. So for instance, uh, oh my heavens, I hate to even admit this, but <laughs> my hubby and I, we used to be so, so, so extremely introverted that it was like painful to talk to anyone. And so we were in that network marketing company, like I told you about many, many years ago. And I knew that we had to talk to people to get our business out there. And so, so I signed us up for a networking event every single week, just different networking events through like meetup.com. Um, and, you know, every single week, it'd be the same thing. We'd pull into the driveway of like the library or something like that. And we'd look at each other and we'd be like, do you want to go in? And he'd be like, do you want to go in? And we'd be like, no way. <laughs> and so I had to stop in that moment and think, what are my thoughts that are saying you can't go in, right? It's no one wants to listen to me. What if you start talking to someone and then all of a sudden you go blank and you can't think of anything anymore and you run out of the room screaming, right? Like all these terrible things that, that run through our head about ourselves and about the situation, no wonder we didn't want to go in. And it took us an entire year before we actually went into that room. Like I went to zero events out of the entire year that we I signed myself up for because I had to learn that lesson of, okay, once I'm aware of it, once I've checked in with myself, I've got to challenge it. Is it really true that no one in that room is going to want to talk to me? Is it really like, how true is it, right? That's such a good question for you to ask yourself, to challenge it. How true is this thought for me? And when we seek we shall find. And if we seek the truth, then we will find the truth that people do want to talk to you. Your mom wants to talk to you. Your dad wants to talk to you, that kind of thing. Absolutely. And as you're challenging your thoughts, Elise, you could ask yourself this question too. Are these thoughts adding value to me or are these thoughts hindering me from adding value to myself and others? Mm -hmm. And then you could also ask yourself, what am I losing? Or what am I gaining? Mm -hmm. How is it helping me personally or professionally? And are these thoughts in alignment with God's thoughts and how he sees me? So powerful. Man, if we asked ourselves every single time that one of those, you know, quote unquote negative thoughts came up or disempowering thoughts, we would be amazed at how much more we can co-create with God. When we can align our thoughts and our feelings with him and the truth about who we are, that's when co-creation and flow really happens, right? Absolutely. Because whenever you think about the co-creation and the flow, the flow comes whenever there's no blockage, but if there's blockage, something is not going to be able to flow. And if you think about watering our grass, for those of us who, you know, water it versus having the built-in um, sprinkler system, is whenever you have that water hose and you hook it up to the pipe, if there is a kink or not in that water hose, the water is not going to flow. So what blockages do you need to un unclog in your life in order for you to really flow, flow in that mentality, flow emotionally, flow spiritually, or etc. Because if not, then we are still going to remain clogged. And the mission 
behind it is getting unclogged so we can live life and live life the way that we were designed to live it not in fear not with limiting beliefs not with doubt not with envy jealousy or anything but live life with the fruits of the spirit yeah yeah god is not a god of fear or any of those disempowering emotions so we know automatically that if that voice is telling you something that's disempowering you that's not of god Absolutely. So we've got check-in as our first one. Challenge is the second one. Then our next one is to choose. If we're going to co-create with God the life that we want to have, the results that we want to receive, then we have to know what it is that we're creating, right? We have to have that blueprint and create it. Everything is created in your mind before it is created physically. And so that's where we need to choose what it is that we want to actually experience. So for instance, with that uh, networking event uh, situation that I was telling you about, I had to check in with myself. Okay, I am having these really disempowering thoughts. I want challenge those thoughts. Those are absolutely not true thoughts. And I know that because of this, right? And then choose, how do I want to feel walking into that room? What kind of thoughts would support that kind of feeling? And maybe you're a head person where it's logical and you go for your thoughts first. Maybe you're a feelings kind of person and you lead from the heart. Whatever you feel or think, you can change both of those by focusing on one or the other. So you have to choose. I want to feel confident when I walk into that room. I want to feel, you know, exuberant or excited to be there. And then what are some thoughts that I can think of to be able to support that even if it doesn't feel like that right now right even if it feels like you're totally lying to yourself like i'm really excited to go to this networking event <laughs> even though you just were fighting yourself two seconds ago to go in but it, all of those things make a huge difference so then you can take that to the lord and say okay i'm going to co-create my confidence with you right now in this moment that's going to lead us to our fourth c but that's it check in challenge and then choose what do you want to feel what do you want to think even if you don't feel and think that way right now. Absolutely. And then whenever you said choose and you talked about the blueprint, if um, if you put in the home analogy, there's always a blueprint to how we want our home to look, the elevation and etc. And we have the willpower to choose. So if you have the willpower to choose something as um a home and building what you want your home to look like, you have the willpower to choose what thoughts and emotions you're going to take actions on. Mm -hmm. What an incredible gift from our Heavenly Father as well to give us choice, right? We get to choose our thoughts and feelings. We get to choose to an extent our results because of those thoughts and feelings and the actions that we do. And so we can't forget that we have choice. Satan wants to take away our choice. He wants us to feel like you're always going to feel this way, like this is never going to end. And that's how he gets us is he takes away our perception of choice, but we always have choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, that, that hit me because sometimes it's like the choices we make, what are the results of those choices, like the cause and the effect. Mm -hmm. And sometimes God will allow us to make those wrong choices in order for him to teach us a valuable lesson because he already gave us the intuition and the gut instinct, but we chose to not 
listen to it. So he allowed us to make that choice in order for us to learn a valuable lesson. And he's not going to do anything to harm us. He just wants us to learn so we don't repeat the same thing over and over. Just like it says, sin, but sin no more. Mm, Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So I love this. I love the fact that we get to remind ourselves of the truth, right? When you're choosing and, you know, the next step we're going to go into, into is change. But when you're choosing that, choose to remember you being a daughter of God, choose to remember who you actually are and the worth that you have that goes along with that. Choose the truth about you as opposed to those lies. And as you seek that, you will find it, which is perfectly moves us into change. So we've got check-in, challenge, choose, and change are your four C's. Now change sounds so easy, right? Just like wave a magic wand for yourself and bing, you're good to go. (laughs) Like that sounds so easy to just change, but let me give you a couple of tips on how to do that. And one of my favorites is thinking about, let's say you and the adversary or Satan, that you're in a courtroom together and Satan is telling you that you are a failure, right? That you're not good enough and you're not good enough because you cheated on a test when you were young, you know, like in kindergarten, you had no idea what cheating even was. You're not good enough because you did this and this and this and this, and he just lists it out and he shoves it so far in your face. You can't see anything else. And so if we're seeking for those types of things, we will find those failures, right? And so we have to be careful about where we're focusing, but we have the exact same power as well. And it's even more strong because it's the positive effect that if you are seeing all this huge list of all the ways that you're a failure or that you are not good enough, flip it around because you're going to find all the ways that you are more than good enough. You can really start to change the results that you're getting by changing your focus. If we focus on us being an incredible success and more than good enough and all of those things, we will find those things too. So anytime you have a thought that comes into your head, counteract it with two of the opposite, right? If adversary says you're a failure and it's because you, you know, lost this client, well then flip it around and say, no, I'm a massive success because I got the client in the first place and I know that God is going to provide the next one for me because he already has in the past. So look for the proof to support how you want to feel and what you want to think. Look for the proof to be able to have those empowering thoughts. And that's going to be so much more powerful than what the adversary is trying to convince you of. Absolutely. And God is not a God that is going to constantly remind you of your failures and remind you of what Um, you did wrong because he says if you come to him and you confess your sins to him or you confess your sins one to another God is so sovereign and powerful where he forgives you and he says your sins are cleaned and washed away so you know it's the adversary if those negative thoughts and you know the blame the doubt the guilt the remorse is constantly antagonizing you that's not of God so you that's how you have to check in and challenge those emotions because it's not going to be fruitful. And then whenever you change, sometimes change comes externally as well as internally. You may need to change your surrounding. You may need to leave the city that you're living in and go to a new city until God brings you back to that city if he chooses. You may need to change the people in your circle. If they're no longer adding value to you or if you're not adding value to them, it's okay because some people are temporary 
seasonal and others are lifelong. And then I always like to tell people who are the roof terrors in your life. And whenever I say the roof terrors, it's like the um, story in the Bible where there were um, some friends and one of their friends was paralyzed and they needed to get him to Jesus so he can be healed. They tried to go through the door, but it was jam-packed. So they climbed upon the roof tore a hole in it and lowered their friend down because that is how bad they wanted to see their friend get healed and restored. So who are the roof tears that will see where you are, but they also see the potential in you and that you need to be free from something and, and want to pick you up and lower you down so you won't have paralysis. You won't be walking around with those conditions because they want you to be free, liberated, whole, and well. Mm, so powerful. That's one of my favorite stories for sure. I love that. And, and here's the secret sauce here is that you're never going to shut up that inner dream stealer. You can turn down the volume though, because that voice is always going to be there, but it's your choice. If it's this booming monster compared to a tiny little mouse in the corner that you can barely even hear anymore. That's your choice to be able to really take captive those thoughts and take them to the Lord, help him to remind you of who you are as a daughter of God and the power that you have to be able to silence that inner dream stealer and to be able to take action on those things that God has called you to do, because there's a reason why he's called you to do it. And he is right there beside you to be able to help you do so. But we get to have the faith and the works to be able to control our own thoughts and control our own results that we're going to get because of the actions that we do. So those are the four C's, check-in, challenge, choose and change. And there's so many other ways that we help our clients to be able to change and take captive their own thoughts. Uh, but that's just a little tiny piece of what we do here at Divinely Driven Results. And that's amazing, Elise. And I'm so glad that you are helping people with the four C's. And as we jump into our call to action for this segment, what do you want the audience to walk away with once they hear this segment? Yeah, to implement it, right? Instead of just being hearers of the word only, we need to be doers of the word as well, right? It's one thing to hear these things and be like, yeah, I could do that, right? Uh, but it's another thing to actually do them. So be intentional. Set a time every single day where you just check in with yourself and say, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And then are those disempowering or empowering thoughts? And how can I co-create with God in the truth of what I am? So check in with yourself, challenge those thoughts, choose who you are as a daughter of God, choose to believe that and step into that and then change, change your focus, change it internally and externally, just like Genesis was saying. So be ye doers of the word as well. And Elise, how can the audience connect with you via your website and share where you primarily hang out on social media? Absolutely. So you can go to www.divinelydrivenresults.com. 
uh, you'll be able to check out the services that we offer. We have amazing programs for all budgets. Um, and then there's also some free videos and things like that on there to be able to help you as well. Book a call with us. We'd love to chat with you. Um, but we are mainly in our Faithful Ladypreneurs Facebook group. That is on Facebook and it's for Christian women entrepreneurs, especially in the service-based industries, to be able to help them grow their, their business in the Lord's way as opposed to the world's way. So every week you get live trainings, you can connect with other Christian women entrepreneurs, and you can even advertise your business on Saturday's comment thread. And if you want to learn about how to go live in our Facebook group, we have a membership for that as well. So check us out at divinelydrivenresults.com and also our Facebook group, Faithful Ladypreneurs. Amazing. And I want to challenge each one of you to be divinely driven to achieve results by practicing the four C's that Elise Smith talked about. You can do it mind over matter. First, it starts by your mind. Get the thought in your mind. Then realize in order to activate those thoughts, you must take actions. And when you take actions, you will see the results because you put in the work first. Make sure you like comment and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You can see all things video by heading on over to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp on YouTube. And I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular basis to support the guests that I bring on to continue the mission of Gems, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while we intersect the dots of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. And remember, you are an asset, not a liability. You are here for a purpose and there's only one you. So do not try to be a carbon copy or operate in someone else's lane. Be who God created you to be. Know who you are and whose you are. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.